Good evening, everyone. Today is what's today? Today is Wednesday, 8:42, June 26, 2019. I tell my son all the time we're in the future because I remember when I was 12 years old, thinking about what I would be doing and where I would become the year 2019 and 2020. My name is Ruby Lee. This is my first podcast, which is very, very nerve-wracking, but um. I've been putting it off for a a long time and I'm supposed to be doing a podcast and joining in with my best friend, Lori, where um, we would be talking about life events and, you know, we have these conversations every day or every other day um, between me and her about life and dating. You know, I'm, I'm a single mom. I have a 12 year old son. Um, I have been single since I've found out I was even pregnant of him. Um, so being a single mom just kind of morphed into that. And I'm originally from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, New York, Bedford-Stuyvesant. Um, but I have traveled and I have um, lived in quite a few places between the boroughs in New York City to Long Island to upstate New York, um, which now I'm currently residing in South Carolina. <laughs> um I've also moved here from Connecticut. My mom had us like move back and forth since I was 13, back and forth between New York to Connecticut until we just stopped moving to Connecticut. And um, my son was also born in Connecticut. So the good thing about living in these places, we've learned to adapt. And I just wanted to give a little bit of a background about who I am and where I come from because I've had talked to a bunch of people in my travels during my jobs and um, people that worked with me, co-workers, friends, family, or people that I went to school with. When I start talking about my story and who I am, I always get the, how are you still smiling? How are you still going about this every day? How are you even handling life and not even committing suicide or doing bad? And everyone always tell me I need to write a book. And I just feel like I'm just an everyday normal person. Everybody has a story to tell and everybody goes through their ups and downs in life. But as I get older, I'm starting to realize, um, I guess I am unique. If I have people from all across, from New York all the way down to South Carolina telling me you need to write a book and share your stories because there are many people that can relate and you are a great inspiration and the things you say and the way you talk about things are inspiring. So here I am. I haven't started my book yet. I suppose I will do that. Um, But the podcast is easier because I get to just talk about things. Um, Also, another thing that you should know about me is I've experienced death a lot. Not me personally, as far as like me dying. But at the age of nine, I had a sister who we was two years apart. She was seven years old and she passed away. Um, This was back in 92. And um, that was when my eyes 
open to the world and to life. And there's people that I've met that went their whole life from being 47 years old and never experiencing anybody close to them dying. Six months after my sister died, um, my grandfather died. He was an alcoholic and an older man. He was in his 50s. And I think he was only like 51, which back then seemed really old. And now I'm starting to realize, I mean, that's really not. Look at J-Lo. She just turned 50. So times have changed. People are more on top of working on themselves and their health. My grandfather did not look anything like (laughs) J-Lo. Or not even my grandmother. She died when she was 60. I was 19. I had a cousin who, he died of open heart surgery when he was 21. Our birthdays were the same day. And they had did a surprise birthday party when I turned 14. And he had turned 21 and he died that summer. Um, I can literally go on and on about how many funerals and deaths that I've experienced from the age of nine on. And it's just been... You know, now that I've experienced so much of that and experiencing that at such a young age, it was very traumatizing and it really helped me realize how precious life is and how death really doesn't have an age, how um, you can die at any point and any time and we're here, we're born and we die and those are the two guarantees in life. Like you once you're born you will die and it, there is no if ands or buts about it it's just a matter of where and when and this is what i tell everybody once you accept that and you realize that there's no stopping that ever like you just it, that's part of your life accepting that you are here what are you going to leave behind when you die what are your kids or the people that has crossed your paths have learned from you or are able to remember of you so here i am and that's one thing i've always kept in mind so anyone who has ever crossed my path or ever talked to me whether it's a teenager someone my age which by the way i'm 36 years old um or even older than me has never left my presence without saying you have a great head on your shoulders you've helped me out a lot you've helped me realize and look at life in a whole total perspective different perspective and um that's what i'm here for that's what i'm going to share with you guys i will be doing some episodes with my son you will see how knowledgeable and wise he is he's um also I don't sugarcoat anything with him. I am very raw and very upfront with him. And he's been pushing me to try to do something like as far as a podcast and writing a book. Oh, I've gotten scolded about writing a book because I do document my life. I do write and I've been doing it since for a very long time since I was a little girl and I have an accumulation of books that I have not realized that I've started from the beginning finished it just writing about dreams that i've had um experiences that i've had current events such as i wrote about the twin towers when that happened um 
I've wrote about experiencing deaths and oh my God, the loves in my life, the relationships. That's, I'm a sucker for romance and I'm a relationship gal and yet I have never been married and I only have one child and I refuse to have any more. And now I'm reaching that age bracket where it's like now or never do or die. But um, that does not seem like it's going to be with this era and this generation of men wanting to just maintain these situationships where they get the relationship um, status or, you know, they want you to be loyal and devoted to them and do all these sexual things with them, but they get to still date and be with other people or being in open relationships and they're cool oh let's be friends and let's be lovers and you know i'll call you when i need you and i'm just really tired of that i just it's so exhausting and it's not cool it's not fun and it's like i don't know i can't even justify for that but anyway the the reason why i started my first episode today is because um I had a, co- a previous co-worker hit me up today after a while on Instagram and she had told me that she sends some of my posts or like take screenshot of things that I post on Instagram, which by the way, my Instagram is rubylee000. Um, she had said, you know, it's very inspiring and very good that her daughter does get um depression and she sends it to her to kind of help her out and try to figure out things so i'm always giving her advice and telling her what she can do to help out because you know we all go through the depression and some worse than others and you know i really think and believe it's like a mental thing i go through my depression and i notice you know i really try to sit back and analyze and some you know i'll talk to my friends my best friend or family depending on what it is usually is relationship related or goal oriented like if i'm not where i want to be in life or i'm not achieving what i want to achieve in life I get depressed like I like change I like progress I like constant growth and it makes me happy and excited and when that is not happening when I'm stuck in limbo whether it's making money or relationships or things are not going my way I am flipping out in my head in my head I flip out and um you know there are things that I do to help bring myself back down to reality so I'm not experiencing these things and it doesn't you know it most of the time it works and then sometimes you just need more you know you just need that you just need something to just change um when things are not falling into place or you're constantly there isn't it i mean there is people there are people but i have experienced obstacle after obstacle after obstacle that to be honest i've gotten depressed recently because my life has been at a calm stable pace which is good because i've i've fought for this i've I really went above and beyond and I started to realize the reason why I started getting depressed was because 
I was in survival mode for a very, very long time from the moment that, you know, experiencing death with my sister dying, um, going, I don't even think I really, I don't really feel like I even had a childhood. I, you know, I had a mom who moved like she was in the army and she wasn't every six months two years she always moved and just because either it was a relationship or a neighbor or this or that it was i mean eventually i'll tell you about the rest of my life but um the whole point of this podcast is because um i had a friend hit me up about her daughter feeling depressed and i'm just like you know this is a good thing that i need to um express and show and share what it is that I do and what I read to um, help reevaluate, like, why am I depressed or why am I feeling like this? And for females, listen, I've learned, especially after becoming a mom and getting pregnant, sometimes it's just a chemical imbalance. Like, there is no real reason either we're getting our period and that causes us to just get emotional and feel depressed. And that's hard to deal with because like there's nothing you can do because it's there's no reason that you're feeling depressed it's just it's just it is and then it comes and it goes so what you have to do is just try to like you know think positive feel positive force force your mind to feel positive like i read a, a, a meme that said if you smile if tricks your mind into thinking that you're happy so stay smiling for like 30 seconds it sounds so stupid that's why i'm laughing but i actually did do it while reading it and i think it kind of helped a little bit (laughs) but i am a true believer that we have full control over ourselves it's like um there was also something else that I have read, which you will hear me say this a lot, and I can cannot reference what it is that I read. Sometimes if I'm reading it in that moment, I can reference it. I am not good in remembering names. I wish I could. For some reason, I can't remember names and dates of things that I've, you know, read. But this one was for an, from an Instagram post about... Um, because I read like about like educational things and I research all that. But um, this one was about oh man, oh the placebo effect. You know how when doctors are doing tests or scientists are doing tests, they'll give like if they're testing out a drug, they'll give a certain amount of patients or volunteers the actual drug, and then they'll give a the other half a placebo which is like just it's not it's nothing it's just sugar and water in a pill or whatever form that they give it to you and nine times out of ten people end up curing themselves thinking that it was the medicine that helped them and in reality it was just their mindset their brain because they received the placebo they didn't receive the medicine and it was their mind that trick their body into like, okay, this thing is going to cure me. This is going to heal me. I'm going to get better. And boom, they're cured without receiving any kind of the medication at all. And if you research this, you'll read all kinds of stories. Um, Even with eating healthy and eating healthy means like 
just all plant like vegan i'm not a vegan sometimes i do do it for like two or three months and kind of reset our digestive system but it really does help you and it allows your body to obtain as much vitamins because you're consuming all natural raw plant stuff so like smoothies and things like that so your mind you have you have so much power with yourself that if you are thinking you know i'm depressed and you're feeding into that and you're 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 just gonna feel more and more and more depressed. Um, I also had another friend, my best friend today, who hit me up because even though I had that friend, I still was skeptical about starting my episode. So I had another friend hit me up saying that she just found out that someone she knew experienced the death of a child and they were 20 years old and, you know, that is one of the worst things anybody could experience in regards to losing a child before you dying it. To be honest, that's one thing I always said about my mom. I don't know how, like, I mean, she had other kids, so she she's forced, she had forced herself to be able to like move on with life. But I have my one son and when I think about God bless him if I was to ever I would lose my freaking mind, even though I know that that is part of life. That is not an easy thing to deal with. Um, So the whole point of me starting this podcast is because I started reading this book, which, by the way, my brother from Florida gave to me a bunch of books on Buddha because I read a lot of spiritual books, Buddha, the Quran, the Bible, and and the secret. I read anything and anything. Um, I also like story like books. I had the complete prophecy in Nostradamus and you know, this is where I get a little bit of information from here and a little bit of information from there and it, and it does help me in my life, in my life. So I'm just sharing that because I've been told way too many times that I need to share this, including my son. So this book is called How to Live Without Fear and Worry by K. Shri Dhammananda. I don't know. I don't know the, the last name. But you can look it up. And there was one section that I was reading and I wanted to share with you guys. Let's see. Why do we suffer? The cause of suffering is nothing but selfish desire, friction between elements and energies and changes. Buddha. That's one. Okay, getting close to it. And bear with me because it's gonna it's 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 a bit of a read, but it's so good and interesting and I really think it would be really helpful to anyone who's willing to make the necessary changes in their life or who just wants to hear and know that somebody out there experiences the same thing and that they're not alone and you know it's 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 normal we we all go through it male and females so here it is this is chapter four it says mental abuse and mental health it may not be too difficult to do good it is more difficult to be good but to maintain a good mental attitude and to do some service to others in the face of accusations criticism and obstructions is most difficult of all 
and boy do I know that it's difficult that no matter how much knowledge you have and how many books you read and like I said most times it works but other times it's just there's no control over it it's just it is what it is and you gotta let yourself accept receive and go through it let yourself cry let yourself break down but you just can't stay like that you you know give yourself that one day that 24 hours i do it i do it like once every six months maybe depending on what's going on in my life and i will let myself cry and then recently i've come across the fact that sometimes i want to cry and i want to let it out but i can't so then I take it as maybe it's just really not that bad and it's just me and my mind. <laughs> so it says, the word man is presumably derived from the Sanskrit word manas, meaning mind. The human race is made up of not only body, but also mind. Equipped with a mind, man must be capable of thinking since this is the specific function of the mind. It is through the mind, not the body, that human values can be understood, appreciated, and followed. The mind, your brain is such a powerful thing. Now that's me talking. I'm going to like... I'm changing the page and bear with me. Sometimes I might not be able to pronounce the words or I, you'll find that I, uh, sound it out. Um, if a person does not use his mind to think rationally as well as humanely, he is not worthy of belonging to the human race. So basically if you can't think for yourself if you have no control over your mind and you have no worth like you have no goals in life and no nothing to do with your life like why are you here what everybody has a purpose everybody has something you're here for a reason and your goal is to figure out what what is it that makes you happy what is it that makes you feel good what is it that fulfills and like Lori and I like to say feed your soul that's what you need to find and if you don't know that then you need to look for that and if you're not looking for that then there's no point of you being here nobody please commit suicide I that is just I don't I don't know I believe listen I am a spiritual person I'm not into religion but I read religion i was baptized catholic um my what got me into reading the bible on my own was advances of seventh day and over the years as i got older i just realized that my mind and this the bible does not answer a lot of the questions and you know i'm i believe that the bible was man-made by man for man to control man so but it but there are a lot of common stories in there and the quran and buddha you know so you pick out i i you know you pick out what feels right to you and um one thing i would not want to question that that Catholics believe if you commit suicide, you know, you'll be, your soul be damned for all eternity. You'll be stuck in limbo. I never want to put that to the test. So no matter how depressed I get and no matter how fucked up life is, I don't want to actually kill myself and then find out I'm stuck in limbo for all eternity. That would be fucked up if that's true. So I advise that you guys don't do the same because you might not be able to correct that. (laughs) Okay, so it says, 
You are born into this world to do some good, not to pass your days in idleness and become a burden to society. Always think of rising higher in goodness and wisdom. Otherwise, you abuse the privilege of this high station attained through your merits. Of all the infinite number of beings in the universe, the human being has climbed the highest in the uphill, struggle towards the summit of perfect existence. We are near the summit and in one lap or two, we may reach it. But even if we cannot make it to the last lap, and reach the top in this life, we can nevertheless still travel on a direct, secure road that could bring us to the summit without the risk of falling back to lower forms of life. The last lap is difficult, but with determination, we can ensure that we reach a stage where there will be no more turning back. Our most urgent task, therefore, is to ensure that we do not fall below our present plane of existence. For this purpose, we must try to understand the process of life and realize that each one of us is at the helm of our respective careers. We must steer our lives clear of the lower forms of existence by keeping to the map of Dhamma. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's D-H-A-M-M-A. Um... Basically, it's just like in the meme that I be seeing on I see on Instagram, where you'll have two guys digging a hole, and one of them gives up right before he find he hits the gem, and then the other one keeps going despite the struggle and despite how long he's been at it and digging, 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 and boom, jackpot because he never gave up no matter how hard it felt. And in that moment when you really feel like you need to give up or you want to give up or you can't take it no more, that's that moment where that's how you know you're that much closer to getting what it is that will fulfill you, whatever that is. So don't give up. And that's one thing I always keep in mind that keeps me going and keeps me determined. It's when I feel like it's the, I want to give up, even if I'm working out, that only makes me go harder and stronger because that means I'm that much closer to breaking through, to coming out on top, to succeeding and achieving whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, Life in the modern world. How does life seem to many people? A treadmill for a quarter of a century. They work to acquire the means of livelihood. For another, another quarter, they struggle amidst perpetual anxieties to accumulate some wealth and property. And in the next quarter, they progress towards death without even knowing exactly why they had lived at all. Many people are so preoccupied with the business of earning a living that they have no time to live. They try to keep up their external appearances but neglect their internal development. Blinded by their senses, they mistake the false for the real. They work hard, even fight tooth and claw for wealth, power, and position, thinking that they can be successful if they achieve these rewards of life. Here, one writer tries to tell us how we spend our lives. And this is what they write. We live and work and dream. Each has lit... Each has his little scheme. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, and thus the days go by. I'm sure that every day feels like that for everybody. And that's how you know you need a change in your life. When you start repeating cycles, and now this is me talking, when you start repeating cycles and you're doing the same thing over and over again and nothing new is happening and you're not experiencing anything new and you're miserable, if you're unhappy and you're miserable, you need to change that. You need to put a stop to that whatever it is and no matter how scary it may be and how alone you may feel afterwards it is a good thing 
So if you hate that job, quit. Do what you have to do because sometimes when you're in the struggle, you're fight tooth and nail and rise above um or find and start looking for another job and if you can't do like i did where i was not finding another job out of that job that i hated so much i got up and i moved i prayed on it an opportunity rose and i jumped on it and i took it and it was super scary but i didn't really think too much about it because i'm all action and change and i hopped on it and i make more money now and i live more of a peaceful life and i'm further away from everyone i have more time to myself and you know i'm still striving i'm still succeeding i'm still not even fully happy but i made the changes in my life and i'm just that much closer now um okay so it says one of the greatest maladies facing the modern world is too much action action more action and still more action punctuate the life of man from the cradle to the grave seldom can he spend even five minutes in silence to relax today man can travel at twice the speed of sound in supersonic jets on land he can travel at an incredible speed in the so-called bullet train and skim over and skim over the ocean surface in a hovercraft. In all these spheres of human activities, the trend is to do more in a shorter period of time. He rushes here and there as modern living makes great demands on him. He snatches a hasty meal and dashes off again to join the daily rat race. He leaps into bed, tosses and turns for half the night, just as he is dropping off to sleep. The alarm clock goes and he is up once again to begin yet another day. For too long, modern man has abused his body and mind. Human nerves just cannot withstand the pace at which he lives today, so it will only be a matter of time before they give way. Nature never hurries neither should we modern man is so busy in his working hours that he sometimes talks and even walks in his sleep this rapid pace in modern man's life is like the constant roar of the machines he invented the frittering away of his nervous energies and the dissipation of mental resources weaken both his mind and body he seems to be enmeshed in all kinds of ideas, views, ideologies, both interesting as well as foolish. He is greatly influenced by the mass media like television, cinema, newspapers, and magazines, and now social media, Instagram, Facebook, and whatever else there's out there because I really tried to avoid it. Um, which shape his way of thinking, desires, and lifestyle. Human sexuality is exploited to the hilt in the media to persuade him to buy even the things he does not need, music, dance, and other forms of entertainment which were introduced for his relaxation have today become like drugs, creating more excitement and restlessness in his mind and arousing his animal nature. I think that's my problem too. I can't sleep at night because I'm always thinking about what I need to do to make more money or what can I do I need to be successful and rich and sometimes I have to stop and just appreciate and just be grateful and just you know what Nirvana just really really accept and be content with my now like my right now we have a roof over our head food in our stomachs the bills are paid and we're good we're healthy you know um and if you're not convince yourself you are and you will be 
So anyway, it says, in the end, he becomes confused and turns away from the path of rectitude and understanding to follow the easier path of overindulgence and sensuality. Life as a battlefield. The world itself is a vast battlefield. Everywhere there is fighting, violence, and bloodshed. Existence is characterized by constant struggle. Molecules against molecules, anthems against anthems, electrons against electrons, men against men, women against women, men against animals, animals against men, spirits against men, men against spirits, men against nature, and nature against men. Within one's physical body, there is constant flux and struggle. Just like the world, the mind itself is a great field in which many battles are for every little incident disturbs the balance of the mind the mind becomes exceedingly happy when a son is born at the next moment it becomes unhappy when the boy falls sick meets with an accident or is struck with an incurable disease the mind fluctuates between the two extremes of happiness and sorrow because it is not trained to see the true nature of life for that reason the ordinary man will always experience suffering fear uncertainty and very little emotional satisfaction in this world of constant flux but when a person has trained his mind with meditation and sees the nature of things as they really are his mind is no longer attached to nor tied down by the world as a result he frees himself from suffering and the imperfections of the world Life is an external battle for along two fronts, one outward, the other inward. The outer line is intellectualism and rationality. If the strength of the first front is exhausted, man withdraws into the second front of his inner feelings and thoughts and seeks to fight from there anew. When the second front is lost as well, he withdraws into himself to nurse his wounds for a while, only to emerge again and fight on another day. However, when he is completely shattered and withdraws into himself, living on his anger, frustration, desires, and fantasies for a long period of time, his sanity becomes affected. An uncontrolled mind is dominated by the unwholesome thoughts of selfishness, greed, attachment to worldly fame, fame gains, and possessions. If these tendencies are not checked, the mind will turn into a devil's workshop, changing human beings into monsters who are prepared to kill and destroy whoever and whatever is in their way. For the sake of material gain and comfort, modern man does not listen to the voice of nature. He wants too much out of life, and because of that, he cracks up. He is made to believe that success means being able to do everything and be the best in all these activities. Of course... This is physically impossible. His mental activities are so preoccupied with his future happiness that he neglects the needs of his physical body and ignores the importance of the present moment of what it is worth. The, this inability to get our priorities right is one of the main causes of all our frustrations, anxiety, fear, and insecurity. So what is the result of all this? These anxieties and stress manifest themselves as mental ailments and disturbances, collectively known as emotional killers. These negative emotions of fear, worry, insecurity, jealousy, and so on, not only cause suffering to the person concerned, but also to those around him. In many developed countries, it has been found that about two out of every 10 persons are suffering from insanity or are 
in need of a psychiatric treatment from one kind of neurosis or another. More and more hospitals and institutions for the mentally sick suffering from various forms of neurosis are being built. There are many more who do not receive any treatment but are badly in need of help. The rise in the criminal element, which is sometimes equated to mental affliction within these societies, has reached alarming proportions. One of the far-reaching results arising from the research of fruit is the recognition that people who are compulsive criminals and delinquents are mentally sick, who are more in need of understanding and treatment than corrective punishment. This attitude to the problem lies in the basis of all progressive social reform and opens up the way for rehabilitation rather than revenge and retribution. There are certain common mythologies or techniques in mental therapy to treat people who are mentally unbalanced. Initially, the aim is to bring to the surface the mental states that have long been buried. The psychiatrist encourages his patients to talk and reveal those carefully camouflaged thoughts that have long been hidden, even from the patient himself. The psychiatrist deliberately refrains from telling the patient what to do but tries to bring him to that state of mental awareness where he can see for himself his own mistaken attitudes of mind. Thus, in this way, a skilled psychiatrist attempts to reveal the secret for every patient, the creator of his illness, which in every instance is none other than the patient himself. So basically, you're completely capable of curing yourself if you just realize what it is that's making yourself feel sick whether mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and that's your job. No matter who you talk to and how you talk to them, and the whole point of even when when you go to a psychiatrist, they're not gonna going to help you, like, tell you what to do. And the same goes for talking with friends, which I do the same thing. Every time something bad happens or I need to... Um, or I'm feeling negative. I talk to somebody expecting somebody to tell me what I should do. And always, 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 always. Or about I would say about 95% of the time, it always ends up, I end up feeling unfulfilled. Because they can't help me. Only I can help me. Sometimes someone can help me where they'll suggest something. And because they've been there or they've experienced that or they'll help me realize something about myself that I did not know and then everything else falls into place and it all clicks and then I'm like uh -huh. that makes so much sense now I know why so back to the book um, it says the psychiatrist deliberately refrains from telling the patient what to do, but tries to bring him to that state of mental awareness where he can see for himself his own mistake and attitudes of mind. Thus, in this way, a skilled psychiatrist attempts to reveal the secret for every patient, the creator of his illness, which in every instance is none other than the patient himself. This unmasking gives the patient an insight into the hidden nature of his problem as well as how it could be overcome. This approach is similar to the Buddha's do-it-yourself method, which aims at making us realize the true nature of life, of ourselves, and of our problems. By following this gradual method, we will come to recognize that the great problems in this world are caused by our own craving and ignorance. At the same time, we also practice the way of reducing our mental defilements and eradicating the root of our problems, thereby enabling us to experience spiritual growth and emerge completely liberated from worldly conditioning and suffering. 
towards mental health. The destructive mental forces and emotions must be checked and reduced to a manageable level. In this context, relaxation is a necessity, not a luxury. We should reduce or curtail all unnecessary activities, rise early to have more time to dress and talk to the family, and make a habit of spending some time alone to be engaged in some useful activities like reading, contemplation, and for physical and mental relaxation. All of man's ills depend on how well he attempts to cross life's current. No man can cross the ocean in a sailing boat by defying the winds. Instead, he must adjust his sails to the winds. The currents of life are always streaming in one direction. They will never change the course of their flow, just as the sun does not change its direction. Man must adapt himself to this flow of life to find complete harmony within himself and with his environment. Obey the eternal law of the universe taught by the Buddha. He who keeps this law lives happily in this world and in the next. It is the duty of every human being to use his mind in the correct way. The human mind should be channeled towards creating a just, equitable, and peaceful world. If the mind is allowed to roam at random, it will become undisciplined, distorted, and depraved. Most of the suffering in the world is caused by unruly, distorted, or depraved minds. The man who is not at peace with himself cannot be at peace with others. Hatred is an unhealthy attitude which increases more darkness and which obstructs right understanding. Hatred restricts, love releases. Hatred strangles, love enfranchises. Hatred brings remorse, love brings peace. Hatred agitates, love quietens, stills, calms. So love is quiet, still, and calm. Hatred divides, love unites. Hatred hardens, love softens. Hatred hinders, love helps. By realizing the value of love, one must eradicate hatred. Mankind prays for peace, but there can be no peace in the world until the conflicts within man himself are resolved. For this to be accomplished, there is an urgent need to train the mind. One may ask, how can we do it? While this is a logical question, more important is the question, do we want to do it? If the answer is a clear yes, accompanied by commitment, one can certainly develop the skill to train one's mind. The basic law of the mind, as you see, so you feel. As you feel, so you think. As you think, so you will. As you will, so you act. So basically... To overcome your fear and your worries, your negativity, your depression, your sadness, your grief is by loving something. Show love. Love yourself. And if you can't do that, go do something to show love to someone else. Go help someone. And those feelings that you feel, that depression, that negativity, that whatever you're feeling will go away you will soon see that um it was a temporary feeling so to overcome this is by showing love and having a peace from peace of mind and if you have love within you you have peace within you and you just got to constantly remind yourself whenever you're feeling down and out what feeds into that is by having the victim characteristics you know i'm not good enough or this i hate going to work or the stress of this or i'm not getting paid enough or i gotta pay bills or i got it's the 
the stress of what I have to do tomorrow or today or later or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, all you have to do is just stop and love, love, show love, express love, feel love, smile, and you will trick your mind into having that peace of mind and having, you know, those, but the more you start thinking, but the more you continue to feed into that negativity, you know, the, I'm not good enough, or this is not fair, or why am I going through this, or they're not going through this, or why I have to feel like this, you know, those are all negative thoughts. So you have to start like, you know, go do something. Like my son and I tell each other, we love each other every 15 minutes. Ma, I love you, baby. I love you. Especially if I'm feeling negative or feeling down and out and the same with him or he's feeling nervous or he thinks I'm mad at him. Ma, I love you. And it helps. It helps a lot. It helps a lot. And if that's not enough, go feed an animal. Go to an animal shelter and volunteer. Do some volunteer work. I want. I once volunteered at an elderly home, and I met a man that was 102 years old. He was more sane than anyone else. And the sad thing about it, he said he outlived all his friends and family, and he's seen all of them dying. He's like, he told me the three things about life is that, you know, life goes by fast. You have to live, and like live, it means like experience things you know meet people travel and if you don't have the money for that just step outside your door and do some volunteer work there's nothing you could take a city bus and go or walk to your nearest elderly home or animal shelter or whatever it is that makes you feel good and just say hey can i help for free can i help you will learn so much and you will feel so good about yourself that depression sometimes it just takes for you to just to get out the house sometimes you're not doing the things that you want to do and you'll meet certain people that are just be either a good networking thing or they'll help you or provide you with insight or sometimes it's a spiritual thing you know um like i volunteer to go to church this sunday just for just because it's been a long time and you know every now and then i like to i like to go to different churches i've gone to a baptist i've gone to catholic i've gone to pentecostal i've gone to adventista de septimo dia um um so now i'm in south carolina I'm assuming, I think it might be a Baptist or a Catholic church. I don't know. It's with a coworker and I agreed to me and I'm sticking to it. And I'm supposed to go to work on Sunday too. So not looking forward to that, but I feel good about that. I know that I will come out feeling inspired or feeling like I've accomplished something. And I'm definitely taking my son because I think I've only taken him to church one time. And I really got it. And that's really why I'm doing it. Cause I need to make more of an effort in taking him to places like that because it's good. You feel positive with when you're praying with other people and it's, it's a pow It is a powerful thing. And it is an energy that you feel that goes right through you, no matter where you go and what you do. I one time had a lady, I was filling out an application and this was in New York in Manhattan. And she sat next to me, asked me what I was applying for. And she said, good luck. And she gave me a card that I swear that this was like 11 years ago. And I still have this card. And it said, Nam Yo Ho Renge Cure. And if I'm not mistaken, she told me, say that 
I think it's seven times or 17 times. I have to look it up. And to this day, I still do it. Nam Yohore. And it like breaks it down. And she was saying there was a church that was, that, that which I always meant to go. And I never, and I kind of regret not going. Um, and, and because of that, like I always meet people that are very spiritually open and just always willing to like express certain things or teach me something and those moments are so precious in my life that's why I love traveling and I love meeting people because sometimes you just meet people and it's like oh my god they're literally God sent like they like God sent them just to say five words to you that will open your mind and say holy crap like this is real manifesting and thinking positive positive attracts positive you know um if you think something it happens it really really does sometimes it happens immediately and sometimes it takes a few years but when it does happen you're you'll sit there and be like oh shit i fucking wanted this i didn't realize i wanted it that bad but it freaking happened and that happens to me all the time that's why i write things down Cause it's so useful and I like, and it's kind of like I write to my future self, but it has been 47 minutes of you, 48 minutes of you listening to me talk. This is my first episode. Um, hopefully there'll be more this. That was just one full chapter of this book called how to live without fear and worry. It is Buddha. And, um, I mean, it references the Buddha. So, I don't know, but my favorite part of it says is is the basic law of the mind. It says, as you see, so you feel. So whatever it is that you're looking at, that's what you're gonna feel. So if you're looking at something negative, you're gonna feel negative. As you feel, so you think. Whatever it is you're feeling, that's what your mind will think. As you think, so you will. So if you think positive then you will act accordingly or you will have that willpower to feel or be willing to feel and be positive and do something positive as you will so you act and then that's when the action comes in so see something positive you will feel something positive therefore you would think something positive and if you think something positive you will have the willpower to want to act on it and the will means having that want. You have to want to do it. You have to know that you have to tell your mind that I'm going to pick this up over there and therefore you will do it. It's all a process. It's a very simple process. Again, the basic law of the mind, as you see, so you feel, as you feel, so you think, as you think, so you will, as you will, so you act. Keep that in mind. It is so important because life is really that simple and yet at the same time really that complicated because sometimes it's really not that easy, but you have to, you know, repetition, try, 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 try again try 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 until you succeed and you're successful at whatever it is even if that's just stepping outside and i know what that feels like sometimes i just want to i'm an introvert but i'm also can be an extrovert and i can do both really well and really enjoy it really well so hit me up share 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 and um i will speak to you again bye everybody